it's good to actually be functioning this week. So that's good. We beta tested it and we got running in. How long was the intro, guys? Like 30 minutes. Yeah, it's close to it. This was a record. I think that song, since I made the song, I know it's it's three minutes and 30 seconds. So I know the exact time it just took us to start and actually go live. So nobody's been sitting around waiting for an hour. So that's good. I, I find that as an accomplishment. So welcome, everybody. Uh, sorry about last week for anyone who checked in and we were on for about two minutes with no host and my face was frozen. We had a lot of technical difficulties. I've ironed them out, I hope. And uh, yeah, it's good to see people tuning in right now. So tonight we're here with Chris, who always is on Camarilla Cafe with us. We're also here with Mark from the After Hour Show. And we are here with Mundane, who is from Twitch, from YouTube. What What's the list? Mark usually reads this off. I don't. Oh, um, so Mundane from Twitch, YouTube, uh, all streaming websites. Right. Like YouPorn. Oh, we can say that. No, and we also, stick to Pornhub, yes. not YouTube. So Mundane from Twitch. He's YouTube, got a preference. Pornhub. Yeah. Got to stick with the OG, right? OnlyFans. <laughs> anything with the camera. He's on. So, so these two are on from the other show, if you guys haven't checked it out, from the After Hours show, which I am also on now on Fridays. So we advertise them every single episode, and we will advertise them again this episode. Um, yeah. And so I wanted to give a quick disclaimer, right? Because tonight, so I've been telling a lot of people, we're going to do an episode, and we are going to get, um, I don't want to use the term real. That sounds a little cliche, but I want to really get down to a lot of the uh, a lot of truth of what's been going on recently. So I, I wrote this little memorandum just so that it's it's on and they hear it. So it's a disclaimer. So I was gonna say that before we start any of this, so that any so that nobody could turn around and say that uh, oh you're you're this type of person, you're that type of person, you're on this side, you're on that side. I firmly believe, and I will state this time and time again, that everyone should have the ability to live their lives in whichever way they deem appropriate. Okay. I believe in a free country. I believe in small government. Those are the three things that I firmly believe, regardless of whether it's left, whether it's right, whether it's center, whether it's above center, it doesn't make a difference. So we might be giving a few viewpoints, or definitely me out of the four, that some people might contest. Um, and as well, unlike the other episodes, we are going to say things without being worried about whether we say them or not, like Pizzagate. We will speak openly and not care. I'm not so, going to end up in prison, though, right? Well, it depends. What'd you do? You, well, I'm, I know what you just said was really taboo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, if, if some of the other things that we, that we eventually talk about don't get the show banned, I, saying Pizzagate isn't going to make any type of difference. So I figured at this point, who cares? Right? At least on my show. Your show's not going anywhere. It's just me. Well, maybe we don't shout us out this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, not from a show that we are on on Fridays. Just kidding. So, anyways, tonight I wanted to have, like, a general discussion um, hitting a lot of current affairs. Uh, I wanted to talk about big government. I wanted to talk about divide and conquer. And I wanted to talk about cognitive dissonance. So, because I feel like some of those um, some of those things that I just mentioned kind of mirror, in a, in a sense, some of the things that are actually happening right now, right? So I started, just to start the conversation, I started by looking up divide and conquer, right? Because I'm like, oh, 
you know, it, it kind of mirrors a lot of things going on. And the definition from Wikipedia verbatim is in politics and sociology is gaining and maintaining power by breaking up larger concentrations of power into pieces that individually have less power than the one implementing the strategy. Now, then I scrolled down again in Wikipedia and verbatim, it says as the last thing, because I said, oh, I want to see how many times this cites that it happens in history. And um, it says Donald Trump uses divide and conquer as an effort on the United States. So I guess I was, any, what was that? I was going to say, does it give any examples? No, it doesn't. It just I says, I mean, you could, you could look it up right now. He, he was like the most recent, like it just stated like, you know, maybe it was used in Greece and whatever BC. And then all of a sudden it just says Donald Trump as an effort on the United States. So I said, okay, um, you know, Every single time you turn the media on, they just ram him down your throat as hard as possible at all hours. They're still doing it. And they they basically gotten away with saying any single thing they feel like. I think a lot of things that came out of the media were far worse than a lot of things that he said. But um, I might be alone in that, um, in thinking that, but... Yeah, so they put him down right there. So I want to talk a little bit about um, who may actually be implementing it. I mean, do you believe that that um, the current president is using that against the United States, divide and conquer? Chris, you could start. No, I don't feel that way. I feel like it's it's more uh, uh, something that the media uses and that they have actually succeeded with. Using divide and conquer, um, especially, I mean, these last four years, they've taken a, a lot of things that should have been good and they've twisted them, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and just fabricating stories, right? We we have that whole thing. We have so much stuff with with the um, what was the the justice, the first justice that uh, Trump tried to uh, put in, and then they used that whole. Uh, sex scandal story, right? Right, and it was it was from thirty years prior with no it, it evidence and no witnesses. I was born in nineteen eighty. Kavanaugh, so, Judge Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh, thank you. So, here's a. And at first, she didn't. Right, the story goes. At first, she wasn't sure. Then the second take was, well, I think it was him. And then the third time was, well, it was definitely him. Right. It just seems like they were constantly fabricating stories throughout this presidency. Um, well, you know, not to say Trump is perfect. He's got foot and mouth syndrome, but uh, the media to me is the, is the, when you talk about divide and conquer, they're the biggest culprits in that mm -hmm. game. What, um, what do you think, Mark? No, I agree with Chris. Um, I don't know if I'm going to take this in the wrong direction here, but I do agree that it is the media, but I also think there's an equal problem with, we have a lot more sheep out there than we have in the past. So uh, I think with the divide and conquer, um, I think the riots are a perfect example of that. We totally lost sight of what was supposedly the real, the real issue. And now you have people just mindlessly doing things for whatever group that they claim. Um, but as far as Trump doing that, I don't, 
I see more like Chris says from the media and then they're targeting certain groups which have their own leaders. Mundane. Uh, yeah, I feel the same way because especially with the media, you can you can look at different media outlets and they always have a different story depending on what's going on. It's generally all about the same thing, but it's always different sides of it. The media is never together on anything, which is understandable because obviously you have to have that argument to even make it worth like paying attention to. But a lot of people only watch like their one news outlet. They don't they don't go around and and actually do the research for themselves. And yes. broaden their horizons. And another thing is a, a lot of news articles that I see, uh, or especially like on my Google feed or, or anywhere, they're mostly opinion pieces. And of course, I guess that's, that's their way of, of, of getting out of writing actual factual uh, uh, articles. They, they're opinion pieces. And, and most of them are. And they usually take, of course, they, they have their side, their point of view that they take, and they're written as a way in a way that makes them look factual. And my problem is a lot of people, as, as Mark said, a lot of sheep don't discern the difference between the two, you know, and that's a problem. Yes. Do you you guys ever see, I've seen a lot of people share articles and while I'm reading the article, I'll see like misspellings. I'll see like improper grammar. Um, but then people believe it as if it's a real article. I don't know about you guys. I see misspellings and stuff and I automatically discredit it. Yeah. Mm. And, and the worst part of it, and I'm noticing because as far as like the divide and conquer, right. Is that other people seem to be policing more than anyone else does. And most common people, like I would concede immediately that 90% of what I take in is sitting from the comfort of a room looking through a laptop, right? So if you would ask me if I have evidence in my hand of, let's say, Epstein, because I'm sure that name's going to come up numerous times tonight. If I have evidence of Epstein, I don't technically have the evidence. I have whatever links and whatever they have, whatever evidence they can present. So because I notice that I fight a lot of people or argue with a lot of people that are in the same position as me. They have nothing tangible in their hands. They just kind of die by the ideological sword. Yeah, I feel like another big issue is a lot of the people, their media outlet is Facebook. And there's so many just spoof articles on Facebook that are can be discredited so easily. But people are like, well, it's right here on my newsfeed. Everybody else is reading it. This has got to be true. And that causes a lot of issues as well. Yeah. And, a lot and- of lazy journalism. And as Chris stated, a lot of it seems to be opinions because the second you even open up the article, you see like the first line is a judgment of the action they're writing the article about. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, there was an egregious action by this person. And it's like, wait, you're already telling me what to think. You're not giving me the facts of no. this happened at this time and this person lifted their left arm. No, it was like a swing was performed by this monster. <laughs> right. Well, that, that, I think that's the, the purpose. They're trying to sway you to think a certain way, right? It, and that's, it doesn't seem like the media is presenting the news, right? Mm-hmm. The media is convincing people to think a certain way. It really is brainwashing, right? We're living... Yeah, I mean, the media it, is more of a debate than actual facts so that you can make up your own mind. Correct. It's, we're, re- we're really living in 1984, George Orwell's 1984, right? With double speak and, and uh, 
what was his job? His job was to rewrite the newspaper, rewrite history. Right. right. And um, I really feel like we're living in that right now, which is scary. Yeah, it, it would definitely seem that way. So, and it says here, um, who's, so yeah, so my next question was, but who's actually implementing this? I'm taking a look at my show notes. <laughs> so we're being very see-through right now. Um, so why, why do you think that the media would be doing something like that? So like, so I, I picture to me, it looks like there's one media company on one side, every other media company is kind of on the other. And it's becoming more and more impossible to find something that, that literally just states, this is what we observed, you know, without an opinion, without telling you what happened before you read the facts and come to your own conclusion. Uh, do you think there's a reason they're doing it this way? Or do you believe that they, they don't believe people have the mechanism in which to decide for themselves what they saw? Well, I, I think one of the issues is people in bed with each other. I mean, literally, uh, politicians and, and news, news corporations and media figures uh, either being spouses or, you know, uh, being together. And that's, that's definitely an issue. Um, there's, uh, definitely profit to make. Um, I, I have a feeling, um, I feel like because anytime you stream with Streamlabs, you can actually see that it's Streamlabs most of the time. And then it, this keeps happening like a lot. Oh, oh. Yes, and it's it's happening to this show. It it appears numerous times. It appears we're live again. Yes, it, it looks that way across the board. Um. Yeah. Well, the only one I didn't get was Facebook, but Facebook went back to the beginning. Well, so I guess we'll oh, give. I did find a live. Then this keeps happening. Okay, it looks like we are live on Facebook now. I found it. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, now I'm just trying to get Twitch up. So so just to let everybody know, it seems Twitch is running. It seems really strange that um that this continually happens to us. And I'm not sure this if this directly happens to us. Yep, it is. So so yeah, thank you for everybody who's jumping back in. Um, because I'm seeing the numbers go back up. Um yes, and Vicky just said I came from Twitch to Facebook and now here. So yeah, Vicky, um, we got disrupted for whatever reason. Um, mm. And the last time we had some wacky problems when we were trying to do this. So just as we got cut off, um, we were in discussion about why the rules for like the, the larger media gets away with saying a lot of stuff that is usually in your violation of terms of service when you are a normal person running something like a YouTube channel. Um and I believe you you were saying something on it, Mundane, when we got interrupted. Um, yeah, I don't remember after because <laughs> I was I started doing research on Streamlabs and if they have something that will like interrupt streams if it's something controversial. Yeah, I'll tell you the one thing. So, like, because we run our own show and everything I do is is self funded, and I do that on purpose for exactly what you're you're talking about. Um, it's because, so it, it all comes down to really money and power. That's, that's what it comes down to. So like for us, the reason, um, and I think, I, I think I've said this off air, 
Like people will come to me and they're like, hey, you should sign up with this site because they'll automatically play ads on your show uh, or, or they'll do this and that. But really what that translates to in my mind is, okay, so now they can dictate what I say. Otherwise they can pull the plug at any time. Also the, the, the amount you're gonna get back on that is like two cents for every, however much they sell. So it's not worth it, but that's how they, that's how they entice you. And I can only imagine the, um, the strings that are attached to a media outlet that's actually on television, let alone the FCC, but also the people that are funding those too. Yeah, and that's that's a really good point because, uh, like I said, it, we're held to a total different standard at all, and and not only that, but even even politically, it seems as though if you want to make shots, really bad shots at anyone who would find themselves on the right side of things, that's okay. You can say literally anything you feel like saying. You can use any type of uh, curse words, slander, descriptive terms that would be massively insulting. You can you can insult their morals. You can you can accuse them of things. But if it's on the other side of the political equation, you can't say a word. Chris, yeah, that's you- definitely something that does happen. And like even even not so much if you pick sides, but if you say something that is not so much slandering, but pointing out facts about the government in general, anything that could be taken as like you were trying to voice your opinion, you are filtered a lot. doesn't matter where you post it. Facebook, Twitter, all of those places literally have people to go through and moderate anything that you say. What do you think, Chris? No, uh, that's absolutely true. Um, when coronavirus first popped up, um, I was a few tech YouTubers I follow. And um, of course they were saying coronavirus and they had then said, well, um, they can't say that anymore because YouTube is demonetizing anybody who's not technically a news media outlet. So one YouTuber started calling it their beer, the beer flu. Right. And that was too close enough to coronavirus. So he was getting demonetized again. So now for the last eight months or whatever it is, he's been calling it the bat bat. And so far that's been working for him. Um, it, wow. it's, it, but then again, uh, you know, again, you're, you're, you're attacking freedom of speech. And that is a very, it's a very scary position to be in. Yes. And, and as I just pointed out, it seems as though the freedom of speech only goes one way, but it doesn't go the other way. It seems like a very, very light critique of one type is taken way over scale, whereas you can make the worst comparisons possible to the other side. I feel like at that point, it depends on what the head of the company that you're voicing your opinion on, what his political beliefs are, and that's how it gets dictated. So you'd only get away with it if you worked at Goya. <laughs> Did I get too exact? Uh, it just seems like most of these um, most of these big tech companies are all leaning heavily one way, so it's it's almost an unfair advantage. I, I know a lot of people have been moving to. I already forgot the name of the, the parlor. Yes, parlor, thank you. Uh, Rumble. There's a lot of yeah, alternate media. They, they seem to be getting popularity. So um, people, there's, there's half a country that also wants to have a voice. So 
Yeah, and another big thing with that, I don't know how much y'all play around with like onion browsers and stuff like that, but if you get onto the dark web, everything is uncensored and there you can see both sides of it no matter what. And there's a lot bigger, um, there's, there's a bigger amount of criticism about both sides on like a, a dark browser than there is on anything else that you can even look at. Yeah, because they don't really monitor the dark side of it. I would imagine the federal government, obviously, well, and those people try. the dark side of it. Mm, so that's why. <laughs> yeah. And weird thing, random fact off the top of my head, the dark web and the Onion browser, Tor, was actually created by the U.S. government to hide files. And then people found out they could use it to hide themselves. And the government realized that they couldn't control people on that Tor browser. So they actually quit using it. Oops. Wow. And and the dark web is actually where uh, Bitcoin came from. Yep. So yeah. if people don't like funding and capitalizing off egregious things, they should start looking up the the history of Bitcoin. Because I don't think most people know what that is. And, uh, there, there was a heavy liberal at work that I explained where Bitcoin came to. She wasn't actually a part of the conversation, but she was listening in. And um, she she then stopped me. She was like, is, is any of what you just said true? I said, it's all true. And I saw her on her computer looking it up right away. And then she had this look of disgust on her face. Oh, yeah. I would, I would say for anybody that does want to play with that stuff, you have to be careful because obviously it's unmonitored. Your location is available. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you have to run that through multiple different servers. You have to protect yourself when you're on the dark web because no one else is going to. Like Google Chrome will protect you, make sure your information is safe. Tor browser, someone can look up your address and come find you. So don't say dumb stuff on the dark web unless you're you're heavily protected um, IP wise. Unless you're willing to back it up like on the streets. Yeah, or that. Yeah. <laughs> Although they're not using the streets, they're using the internet. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they're not using the streets. They're just finding your address and coming into your home. Right. Yeah, that's that's because the dark terrible. web is also where you can hire hitmen and buy drugs and do all that crazy stuff. Sounds so like you use this. I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I use the dark web a lot to get torrents because they're trying to monitor Pirate Bay now, and they're asking you to run your IP through. Um, like a virtual IP so that they can't find you. It's easier just go on the dark web. You can find all the torrents. You don't have to worry about anybody like tracking you down. You don't have to worry about the like uTorrent seeds afterwards, which actually gives the original creator of the torrent all of your computer information, IP address, MAC address, Ooh, everything. That's brutal. They could bait you into some bad stuff. Exactly. Uh, that's questionable. So... Getting back to the topics. <laughs> so yes, n n nobody, unless you're ultra good at computers and you can tell every single thing you're doing, if you could find your own, you know, find your own computer address, that's a start. Otherwise, don't go on the dark web <laughs> at all. Don't bother. Oh, we're back on Twitch. Oh, there's Facebook. And we are on Facebook again. Yep. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch are all back. I'm going to have multiple popped up now because. Man, this is this is a train wreck. Mark's going to be watching six versions I gotta of the stream. Okay, that's that one. And YouTube doesn't look like it's back up, though. Oh, shit. Sorry. It is. It's running on my end. Is it? Yep. I'm there's, only, it right now. there's only one person. Oh, that's you. <laughs> yeah it me this it is amazing out. i i want to give like two seconds to see if people 
I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if people gave up because this is just cool. absolutely egregious. We're up so, to three on Twitch. We have the one on YouTube at the moment and one on Facebook at the moment. This is wild. I just I feel wanna... like at this point, it's hard for people to find it. Yeah, yeah. This is what happens. This is exactly <laughs> what happens. So now so we what got... we should do is we need to all make um, secondary Twitch accounts and all four of us stream it at the same time. So see if we all get kicked. We could do that. I mean, you have... Uh, I could just send you the overlay if you want for the show and then... You could just do it that way. I mean, I want to let everybody know uh, something that uh, Mundane just brought up is that we stream Phasmophobia for hours at a time. We're always streaming. And on my end right here, in my from my studio, our Zoom has not even lost resolution. Yeah. Everybody is still on the call in high resolution. We are having zero internet problems aside yeah, from this. We're catching steam again as well. There's four on YouTube, four on Twitch, and there was six on Facebook just a second ago. Yeah. You you would think like, you know, we're talking about adrenochrome and things like that. But, you know, I didn't even get to that yet. So, as yeah, Mark's laughing. pushing what, the limits. What's so funny about that, Mark? <laughs> you know what I mean? I So, so just let everybody know, we're going to, I'm probably going to create an account on Rumble after this. So, uh, so next week and weeks after that, I would guarantee you that the feed would probably not go down anywhere. We don't know where the problem is coming from. So I use a client called Restream and it goes to them and then that goes to all the platforms. And, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't, I've never had this many problems on my end. And last week we had a major problem that just kind of stopped it. Like my microphone wasn't even registering on my computer. Do you think that was coincidence or do you think that's related it's very yeah, hard that to, had to be a hardware issue i was gonna say that i don't think that one was related it's extremely hard to tell you know i don't want to sound like an like an extremely paranoid person but we've done tons and tons and tons of streams already whether i was on other people's channel or on my channel i've never had any issues and then i started telling people for the past couple of weeks hey you know we're gonna do an episode where we are going to say things straight out we're going to try not to kind of dance around topics. We're going to try not to say certain things or, or not say certain things. And then all of a sudden that stream, everything goes bad. Yeah. And and even like a, another way is you could try like live stream, like going to rumble, like you said, but we could also start uh, like recording as well. So afterwards you can put it up on a couple of different places and see what happens after the fact, because a pre-recorded is going to be taken down a lot it's going to stay up a lot longer than a live stream. I feel like. Yeah. No. You have a you have a good point. If I record it locally and then just upload the entire thing in one shot. Yeah. Yeah. Like stream it and record it, so that way you could upload it afterwards. So that way, any of the cuts we could just talk through and just keep things moving. I mean, but but that's fine because if their algorithms, if something actually is stopping it in in transmission, like if like if there's an AI that's you know going through the words it can detect. And there are things that are cutting the stream down. It's proving my exact point of you can't say certain things, not necessarily that they will shut you down. Although I've seen people get shut down, but they'll make it as difficult as possible because everyone who's trying to listen is going on a, on a chase. We're even chasing our own mm -hmm. feed just to be able to witness it on our end. And, uh, 
It's like, I don't even know who's still with us, who's not with us. I know a few people are texting me every time it goes down. Thank you for following this and keep logging on. But, you know, it it might be evidence because we know that where they're using AI is mostly in the tech sector and things like this. They're listening to communications. They're, they're tracking communications. They're keywording. They're linking things together. And they're going into a database, right? Because that was always the common misconception, especially for the NSA years ago when we discovered it actually happened. People thought the big joke behind Big Brother was somebody had to be standing there listening or taping until suddenly you realized if we have a staff of people and an AI that actually throws this into a database, it could be searched after the fact. We don't have enough humans on this planet to listen to every human all day long. Nor the resource. But it's easy when you look at the way they use AI now. And they keep talking about AI, but we don't have AI. They do. So just to give everybody that little uh, nugget of truth, you know, they talk about it reaching some type of supremacy or getting really intelligent. They wouldn't know that it was capable at unless they had it. And we would know firsthand if we got to use it. It's being implemented. It's being used. We don't have access to it. They do. So this may be one of those situations. Again, maybe not. But it might be one of those situations where they're actually using it. So, yeah, where they're actually paying attention to everything. Yes, and the AI is taking care of it. Which is weird because realistically, like you'd think they would have better things to do. Well, well maybe not. That I don't know about that. Well, if a computer server is taking care of it, they don't have a human being watching right. and making the decision. But that goes again to what we were saying before about controlling speech. And I only I only said some pushy words maybe three, four times. I mean, maybe some phrases. So anyways, we're going to get back to the conversation at hand. So ha is it just me or have you noticed that a lot of the things that get covered on the news, even at the time that they deliver the news, right? They will show you something that is in complete defiance to what they're telling you. Directly in front of you. Could, could you think of any situations where it is obvious that exactly what you're looking at is the opposite of what they're telling you? Are you talking about uh, mostly peaceful protests? That is <laughs> my prime thing I'm talking about, but are there others as well? So so to get into that, yes, um, you know, they, they done, they've done that a few times. And uh, I've done a lot of work in productions, and I could say that all they would have to do is turn the camera away from the burning building. All you have to do is turn it away, and then you could stand in the street and say, this has been peaceful. And you might see a street, you might see some dirt in it, but you're not seeing a burning building. The, the, the painting that they are putting together before you is kind of like, it, it's, it's forcing you to tell yourself I don't feel like what I'm seeing is what I'm hearing, right? Am I the only one that feels that way, guys? Well, I feel like that could be a possibility just because, like you said, you can just turn the camera away. And I know for a fact you can look up a lot of videos on it where the media has done that before. They just turn away from what's going on that's, that they don't want people to see so that they can they can put out the story that they want people to hear. And I feel like media is a lot more for profit than actually for it to be something educational or inf informative for you. What do you think, Mark? Uh, I think I think 
Yeah, that definitely happens. But you see that all the time, too. There's numerous stories of reporters getting caught faking a story. But I think the reason it works, too, is because the majority of people are getting their news off Facebook or whether it's Pinterest, whatever. It's that short attention span. So the news only has to worry about short clips so they can sneak in, do something real quick, sneak out. And then no one's really looking any further into it. I mean, do you think it's part of why they can still claim that they're journalism? They could still claim that they're reporters if they give some facts. But then they give you the opinion, which is basically telling you what you're supposed to take from the facts. So they can spin it and still claim this is not an opinion piece. This is journalism because maybe 20%, 30% is actual. This is what happened. This was the occurrence, but the rest of it's all spin. Do you, do you, so why do you, why do you think that's happening? Do you, do you think maybe they're playing a test with people? Let's see what they notice and what they don't notice, or let's just impose the will. I think it's more imposing the will, right? I think they're, they're really testing the waters to see how much they can actually get away with. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think, I think everything going on today with all the mandates and, and, um, district rules and stuff like that, as far as, you know, everyone being sick is a perfect example of they're, they're experimenting, see what, what the tolerance level is and what they can get people to do. What do you think, Mundane? Uh, I'm going to have to think on this one because I have a lot going on in my head and I, I don't, I don't have like a, like a thought out response for any of that. Okay. Well, I'm only mentioning it because another thing that was under under methods being utilized for divide and conquer, and this was on Wikipedia, one of the things mentioned was cognitive dissonance. So cognitive dissonance can stand for a number of different things, but what, one of the main things that it is is being cognitively dissonant, right? So you have reality and you have thoughts that correspond with reality. And when your thoughts do not correspond with reality, you're cognitively dissonant, which is a pretty quick way of breaking that down. And I feel like, so it's mentioned as a method. It immediately accuses you of the sitting president, whether he has something to do with it or not. It immediately tells you that that is the one doing it. And then when you watch everything the media does, how how you're looking at a picture that is not described. You know, the label is not telling you what's what's in the product. I feel like it might be like they're forcing people to become cognitively dissident. What do you guys think? Yeah, I feel like that could be the case. They're kind of they're kind of almost brainwashing people into into being inconsistent on what they believe in general. Um, just because they see all this on the news, and of course, a news outlet you're supposed to be able to believe, you're supposed to be able to to go to them for your information. But realistically, they are more so pushing, basically using people as sheep to to push their own agenda, which you see a lot in media, anyways. Right? They're not. They're not. You're not there to formulate your own idea. You're there to hear what they have to say. You're there to take on their stance on the on the news, on the facts, rather than uh, come to your own conclusions. What do you think, Mark? No, I, w- I would agree with that. Um, 
I, I still go, I keep going back to, it, it might even be a generational thing too. I've noticed a lot of um, just the younger people, even when they try to talk politics, it's not the same as it has been in the years. There's their past years. There's no research. They're just whatever their main source is, which most times is Facebook or whatever that the first story they read, as long as it has big words and a couple facts, they believe it. Um, I think, I think it's, it could, it's definitely a generational thing and whatever your outlet is or what, whatever that post is coming from, it's, it's their agenda that, that these people are just not questioning. Yeah. And, and like I mentioned before we got into this, it's almost as though the, the population is starting to police itself, right? Like you're still not getting arrested for saying certain things. It hasn't gotten that far, thank God, but, but you are constantly being watched and then accused and then blamed by, by other people, which I'd like to remind everybody, you know, and, and we're even talking about how the media verifies things. You know, we argue the legitimacy of news with each other that we ourselves can't verify, right? None of, none of us, especially people on social media, friends, people who disagree with certain points of views, they'll turn around and say, well, read this, here's evidence, and they'll send you an opinion article. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in the same position. We're all stuck in lockdowns. Or, or we're all, there's nowhere to go outside, even if you do go outside. Maybe you can go camping, but there's nowhere you can go in public to get together and all have public discourse. Everybody is sitting down and absorbing the television, which I want to remind everybody, the name comes from Tell A Vision, which means that you're telling somebody a vision. That is where the name of the fucking device comes from. So if you need a reminder, that's what it's called. They get all that news from the television, from Facebook. And from opinion articles, you know, like I said before, I mean, if if any of you guys watching or any of you guys even here can actually tell me you can give me tangible physical evidence that you've witnessed yourself that did not come from a different source, you know, please present it as as soon as possible. If anyone has an actual personal connection to any of these people we're talking about, any of the politicians, uh, the president, uh, I would guarantee 95 percent of the people that would fight over social media over this bullshit have zero connection or any capable way of verifying what they present as fact. Yeah, would anybody go the, on? The 5% that do have that connection are just sitting back and keeping their mouth shut. One, because if you go back through history, anybody who speaks out against a bigger politician generally ends up dead. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a good point. You know, and, and I, I'm definitely stressing this point because I would say, and you guys know what type of show I'm trying to have here, right? It, it is conspiracy based. It is based off of alternate theories. And we've had the fortune, although misfortune for humanity, we've had the fortune of covering a few things that have been for 20 years considered conspiracy, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're not so much conspiracy as in Epstein. Not conspiracy anymore. Now, what he was tied to beyond what they're telling us, that I guess remains conspiracy. But we cover a lot of those types of things. And one thing that I've noticed that I'll go on on a little bit of a tangent here for anyone who doesn't know me is that we've gotten slandered a few times online outside of uh, outside of the shows for for um, what's the term that they used for relaying QAnon information. And I'd, I'd like to educate a few people very quickly, 
QAnon is a collection of information that have been out on the interwebs and in the conspiracy communities for 20 years, including the Epstein thing. Now, they took all of those things, they put it under a Donald Trump wrap so that every single person they've brainwashed to deathly despise and hate Donald Trump over, that they lose any type of logical reasoning outside of hating that guy constantly— all of those theories existed without it. So those theories did not come from QAnon. Those theories have been in circulation for almost 20 years. Everybody has heard about a lot of them. Now, whether Donald Trump is saving the world or not, that remains a, a conspiracy, which is part of QAnon, which remains a conspiracy. But when you're talking about certain subsects of things that are mentioned within QAnon, like, like the child trafficking, that is not conspiracy. That is not was proven that it is not. When I bring up when I bring up Epstein to people, even now, especially left leaning people, they don't want to hear it. No, of course they, not. They 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 like they they give me the uh, you know they they do one of those. They roll their eyes or, and I'm like, but why don't you want to talk about this? This is something that's like really terrible and should be spoken about we just right? spent we should get to the bottom of whatever was going on we just no spent four and a half years four and a half years spending millions of taxpayer dollars hiring investigators that were all part of the same team that asked for the investigation to look into collusion but jeffrey epstein hung himself and the topic went with him right don't ask questions that's okay and all yeah, of these people and politicians were on that list. Go on, Monday. Unfortunately, a lot of people are are taking a one track uh, like mindset to that. They looked at it while it was still big, but when the new topic came up, that's all they cared about. They don't care about what happened in the past. They don't care about looking into it. They're worried about whatever's right in front of them when they should be asking questions about stuff that's happened that was in front of them and then just disappeared out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Mark? No, I, I agree with all of that. I do. So I'm like, when you look at the three people on the show and then me, I, I'm the, uh, I would say the most general in all of this stuff. I, uh, I, I'm i the kind of person, I don't really know what to believe these days. I don't believe anyone when it, when it comes down to it. I do think when you look at, at that specific scenario, um, and I know I've said this over and over, I go back to Facebook, it does a great job of distracting people and something that may be serious turns into a joke. And then you have people joking about something they don't even fully understand, which I've also said about past elections too. I feel like certain people have been elected because they went quote unquote viral and people are voting for things they don't necessarily even know about. Yeah. Yeah. Not believing isn't a bad thing though. I mean, I think, I feel like if you don't believe in anything, it gives you the opportunity to look stuff up for yourself. So I, I feel like people who believe too much in something are really just, they, they're walking around with blinders on. So I'd, I'd agree with that. That's been my biggest problem. And going back to Larocco on uh, like the first take of this is, is the divide. My biggest problem, whether it's the right side, left side, whatever is, and I, I heard Chris saying this earlier too, is like, let's say that I'm a Republican and someone, I go over to their house and they're watching, you know, uh, Democratic news channel or, or whatever it could be, their brain instantly shuts off. And I think that's the problem with the country is mm. that divide right there. Unless you can listen and work together, nothing's ever going to get done. 
Um, but and, and I've had my I've had arguments with my parents on this stuff, too. And I'm not going to tell you which side they're on. But to the point where, like, if anyone from the other party starts talking, they're like, oh, turn this off. I don't even want to hear it. I'm like, but you can't tell me everyone on your side is right either. But that's right. the problem. That's the problem is, is it's you're either really stubborn or you're really ignorant. Yes, it's it's a total shutdown and a cutoff of of anything. We're shutting down the conversations completely. There is no halfway point. And I feel like a lot of it's dri- driven by ideology. And that same ideology is being treated very similarly to religion. And the people they're attacking are religion. <laughs> they're religious people. So it's kind of like they're doing the same exact thing that they're going after people for. Which, you know, I, I don't know if I'm off kilter on that. I don't that, know but. about you guys, too. Going And again, going back to the protests, like we were talking about um, like the head figures, like the leaders of whatever, whatever the, the right cause is or the right side is. I also, me personally, I feel like some of those are planted people from one side or another. And then you're just getting a bunch of people that, again, don't do their research following whoever they put in place. And that's where you get, like Chris was saying, the violent or the the quote or whoever said it, the quote unquote peaceful protests. Yeah, it it was. And and I would concede that from what I was was able to tell, if I was watching the news and turning it on mute, it looked as though everything was fine up until night. And it looked like a different crowd at night. Gotcha. You know, it looked as though people went out there, people went there to share a message, whatever, whatever they went there to do to take part, to feel as though they did take part in something they believed in. And then at night, it looked like different people were there. And now, and now again, I was not on the ground. I did not witness it. We were in lockdown. So I cannot say that's 100% valid. I cannot even say that saying there were a thousand, they were violent and not peaceful protests. I can't say that was valid. What, what I am trying to make a point of is that people have to start becoming aware that we're being fed certain things, whether we like to realize that or not. And I, and I have a theory on, on why I think that is. But uh, Mark, I didn't know if there was something else you were going to say. No. So, okay. So I, I wanted to get into something too. You had mentioned something before. You said election was a term you used. Now, I, I want to ask right off the bat, let's play a game. Right. And you guys tell me I'm going to give you a scenario and you guys tell me whether you think this is a valid reason for an investigation. So we have in one situation, we have a software glitch that accidentally gave 6000 votes from one side to the other. And that's just in one county. And this happened 47 times in a total of 47 counties. Same software glitch that was being used in 30 states. Do you guys believe that that is worth, let's say, a week-long investigation? I I do, for sure. Well, I think any time, doesn't matter how, even if it was that one state, it's still, in my mind, warrants an investigation. If you want to do it fair and and the way it should be done. What do you think, Chris? So anything to do with the election, um... Any, if there's a glitch, I mean, it should be investigated. One, you don't want that going on again in the future. And two, you want to correct the issue, right? You want to make sure that votes are being tallied. People came out and voted or 
mailed in their vote. And you want to make sure that their votes are being counted to who they wanted to vote for. I mean, that's that's the whole point. What do you think, Mundane? Yeah, I agree with Chris there. It should definitely be investigated in the fact that they should want to fix the problem. And the other thing is, if you have the same software glitch that many times across that many different states and counties, realistically, you should be looking into it because, yes, you can have issues with software. It happens. But at the same time, you need to be looking to see if there was something that caused that glitch that was an outside source, uh, especially on something that big. You need to be you, you have to look into stuff like that. That's that's a bigger that's a big issue that should be looked into because there's always the the possibility that the outside an outside source interacted with it or anything like that especially with using electronic voting machines and something that is connected to the internet okay so and now i have another one right so let's say there's a witness that is willing to put their neck under the line or hundreds of witnesses that are willing to put their neck on the line and they're willing to testify under oath, filing sworn affidavits that the elections officials themselves committed fraud, including changing legal names and dates on ballots, ballot harvesting, voter intimidation, and preventing poll watchers from changing, challenging irregularities in the vote counting process. Do you believe a scenario like that deserves more than one week's worth of investigation? Uh, yeah, I mean, that should be a no-brainer. Yeah, I feel like that should definitely be looked into. I would, I could understand not really wanting to look into it if it was like one person that was going to do that. Yeah, because one person could just be trying to sway the election, thinking that they can make a bigger difference. But realistically, if there's hundreds of people that are willing to go through that rigorous process, there's also a bunch of legal fees involved with all of that. Then it's something that should be looked into. Okay, Mark. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, now, do I also think things are going to happen to some of those people? For sure. But it should definitely be looked into. Well, this is hypothetical, right? So yeah. I have I have another one. I mean, we could do this for a while, but I'm only going to do a couple more. So let's say you have another location and some guy in a white van, right? We've been raised to not trust people with white vans, right? That's why I bought a green one. Um so let's say you closed your, your counting. You said, okay, guys, there's a lot here to handle. Let's take the night off, right? You you are counting them. You are fucking working your balls off. You are counting these. And all of a sudden, so you shut down at two. You're standing outside and you see a white van pull up at 4 a.m. Take out 60 water cooler looking things on rollers that get thrown into a radio flyer. Remember that movie when we were kids, Chris, with the radio flyer? That was a great movie. So he throws them into radio flyers. They walk them in. And now by the time you show back up to work the next day, because your work was supposed to be closed, you see that one person is 138,339 votes higher than they were the night before. Is that a reason to look into this? Well, yeah, but at that point, <laughs> if it's just one person, it's kind of he said, she said, right? I mean, yes, you definitely need to look into it. But would no, that somebody persuade... gave you a video? Oh, well, then, yeah, for sure. The, the only thing I would say, <laughs> they, if it was just one person who saw it, I mean, they're going to ask for some other proof. But... There was one person who gave the video in. <laughs> Actually, gotcha. I think three people. 
But this is all hypothetical. I'm making this up as we go. What do you think, Chris? Sure, sure, for sure. I mean, if the evidence is there, right? I mean, there's really <laughs> you'd be crazy not to. Right. So that van was that van contracted by anybody? Uh we could say it is. I'm not. I'm not entirely I sure mean, though. Were they were they carting uh, mail-in ballots or something that from another place? Yes, they were helping society. Oh, I see. Probably going to old folks' homes because they can't they can't send them in to, through the post office. Right, they can go back there with COVID, but they can't. They Correct. Can't mail in their <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Uh, yeah, I mean, you would have to investigate, right? <laughs> what do you think, Mundane? Yeah, I feel like you should definitely investigate just the one random person that showed up in a white van, didn't show credentials, the place was closed, just carting stuff inside. Because I feel like there's a process you have to go through to do anything at a polling center. Like, there's going to be... First off, I feel like polling centers, A, should have video, like CCTV video cameras. Second, I feel like you should have to show some ID, meet with whoever's in control of that polling center, or people that are in control of that voting center to even be able to get access to it. So where did this one random person come from that just started carting stuff inside without any questions asked, anyone there to assist him, anyone there to talk to? Right. So now, okay, one, one more, one more, and then we're going to stop the game because I think the point will be across. So let's say you have one party, right, that has a consultant, and this consultant helps out Tons and tons of different politicians get elected and they admit on camera, we're just going to call her Raquel. We'll leave the last name out. Although if anyone wants it, I can send them, send me a text message. So they make a video and they admit that they charged a lot of these politicians five to eight dollars per vote. And she was willing to bring five thousand votes per county. She mentions big names that she helped get elected. And she even mentions helping people on the other side that she wouldn't name because they were being planted on purpose in another party. Now, she's been known to have worked and been a consultant to numerous politicians in the past. There are people who actually know who she is. And she admitted on camera and it was released on the Internet. So now you see this and you're the one running the election. What do you do? I feel like in and of itself, that should be investigated, not even so much through the election side, like just investigate the fact that there's just people paying to get extra votes in counties or states. Yeah. Now that, I mean, everything you said is crazy because if it was anything else, it'd be case closed. Is this right. like a subscription? Can I apply to get some extra votes? I can. Right. Is it like to get extra likes on, on Facebook and Instagram? <laughs> Actually, there there are sites you can do that. I'll right. send you the link. Yeah, does this specific person have a website where I can pay like ten dollars and get a thousand Instagram likes? Or yeah, I want I want to I want to kick out the Blasio. Can I hire this woman to? Be oh so man, <laughs> he was using it probably. That's how he got in because I don't know any other way he would have gotten voted back in. <laughs> I don't even live there, and I felt bad for all of you. So he is, he's the fucking worst. So for anyone who didn't catch on, I would just like to say, and this is just skimming the surface. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is like, I fed you 2% rather than whole. This, these, these were all situations that got reported. Some of them, even by the major video, the major media outlets, they even told you 
And yeah, so so this was not hypothetical at all. These are all situations that went down during the election. Um, and the reason I wanted to bring that up is because we have a lot of people that are kind of saying, no, no, it's fine. Just settle with it. It's time to, you know, all get along. Now, these people are of the camp that wanted four and a half years of an investigation. What do you guys think of this? It worked out in their favor this time, so they don't care. They just want to push it under the rug and be done with it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. They've been investigating for the last four years. So, I mean, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Good for the, I forgot. They just ran out of energy to investigate. They've been doing it for four years. They were like, you know what? We're just going to hang up our coat. <laughs> we're going to head back home. Mm-hmm. We're done here. We're going to take a hiatus. We're going to take this one off. Because we're going to take four years off. We'll come back. We'll come back next election and try this again. Because I, I got into a debate with somebody recently and, and I said, you know, I've I've been and for some reason, every single time I speak to them and they've known me since we're 14 years old. He acts as though I've never followed conspiracy at all. But Chris, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Acts as though I never, ever was into conspiracy, even though I have an alien tattoo on my arm. And I've usually when people meet me, especially if you drank with me, you would walk out the most paranoid person in the planet. And now so obviously, just to let everybody know. I don't know who Donald Trump is. He could be the biggest criminal in the world. I don't care. What I do care about is having some type of confidence in my system. Because, and and I kind of think, and I was going to come to this point earlier, I kind of think that a lot of what's in people's minds that they're kind of in denial of when they don't want to hear the evidence presented against a lot of their viewpoints is that they don't want to accept reality, Right. And the implications of some of this reality is terrible because when you when you come to the reality that some of this might be real, you might understand that you don't even have a vote. You don't have anything. You don't have a say. You don't have an opinion. If you say the wrong thing on social media, just like our show about fucking three times tonight, you get cut off. You you can't say anything. And you can't affect anything. You can't change anything. Unfortunately, the reality of the situation is if you want to trust in your government or trust in in the system, move to a different country. That's just as dangerous. I mean, I mean, you you realize, you know, so I, I was when people were telling me that they were create that it was crazy that um Donald Trump was getting a lot of the Latino voters. I was working at a company last year, and one of the guys' nicknames was Venezuela. You could take a guess because he was from Venezuela. And he used to say, I kind of see the same thing happening in this country that happened in my country. Don't do that. He's like, that's what I ran away from. And I told him, I said, look, regardless of what your personal ideology may be or your idea of what the ideology you're backing might be, this might kind of be coming with it. And, and they ran from this. I mean, a lot of the times, you know, that that seems to be one of the biggest arguments politically amongst people is, is immigrants, how we handle immigration, how we handle people who come into the country. So now we have a whole section of the country that, you know, immigrated in for that exact reason <laughs> to get away from what we might be becoming. Um, here's an interesting story. Uh, my barber is a Middle Eastern guy. 
right? I, I never spoke politics with him. I didn't ask him what his religion was. I kind of just assumed, uh, you know, whatever. Um, the last time I got a haircut from him was right after they announced uh, Joe Biden, you know, got the count and he's, he's going to be uh, the president, right? Okay. And he asked me, he goes, who did you vote for? So I told him and I thought I was going to get a little back uh, backlash about it. And um, he was like, oh, me too. And I was just like, really? And he goes, he goes, yeah. He goes, he goes, uh, a lot of Middle Easterners uh, vote for Trump. Why? Because he, talking about Biden, is a product of Obama. And Obama killed a lot of innocent Middle Easterners um, with drone, drone strikes. And he's, and I didn't, you know, I, obviously, you know, we're not there, we're not Middle Easterners, you know, and that is, you know, out of thought, unfortunately, but, um, you know, I, I didn't think of it that way. And, and it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy how everyone pieces things together, right? Yeah. So I, I know you said Venezuela and, and this guy's Middle Eastern and uh, they don't they don't like what they saw from the other side. Yeah, you know? it's it's terrible. And the only way away from it is to come here. Yeah. You know, we're one of the only countries in the world that that, you know, we've may have had two or three occurrences on shore, but we've never witnessed war. A lot of other countries in the world have had war on their in their cities on soil. Yep. Right. And we we are one of the only countries in the world that hasn't been penetrated on that level. And um, the reasons for that can vary. Although what has been said numerous times by multiple ex-military people is because we're armed. Right. The civilians well, themselves the are armed. Hit Pearl Harbor and not California. Yes, because they can only penetrate so far Correct. into this country. And if they did, you know, even if you have an idiot wielding a gun, it's still a gun being wielded. And, and that, that in and of itself presents a problem. Um, and we have a lot. I forgot what the count is. We have millions and millions and millions of people armed yes. to the gills. It's like half the country is armed. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just, uh, yeah, I wanted to get to that point of, you know, of the discussion. because Because it's hard to imagine why so the the overall impact of this this conversation the overall thing that i wanted to get to was to understand why people are getting so polarized and to see if they actually understand some of these points that what they a lot of what they are seeing in the media is spun and it's not just in one direction it's not just in two directions that that there is the, the possibility that we're in a mass confusion right now i mean you're seeing people that disagree on one thing and they've known each other their whole lives, and they completely cut each other off. And I know right off the bat, me and you, Chris, we argue all the time about certain oh political things. We're like a married couple. Christina now, I would be the first one to fully admit I am the cooler person, and I am right. But I don't think now, I'd ever cut you off. Face. I don't think I'd ever cut you off from the education I, I present to you. Yeah, no, I, and I also think to that to that point, you're saying like the media is spinning things. We did this on our show, and you might even have been a part of it. We played a good 10 minute just clip of a bunch of mundane. I don't know if you remember. We've done this a couple times. 
Um, now it was just a simple news story, but it was like 20 different news stations. Doesn't matter whether it's right side, left side, they all said the same story, all the same script. So it's all coming from one place. And, and I don't necessarily think it's one side or the other. I think you could have someone, you know, filtering down to both sides. It, it's, it's all the same story. It's coming from one place. And it's the same keywords, right? Because they're training people's minds oh, to work no, in no, keywords. No, it was it was word for word. Yeah, it was scripted word for word. There was like maybe two stations that they mixed it up a little bit. And that's probably just whoever typed it into the teleprompter literally messed up a word or two. Yeah. Or the presenter kind of putting their own mojo yeah. into it. Yeah. What we did was we played like the first sentence and then we went to another station and they said the same sentence. Then we went to another station. They said the same sentence. And there were like we 15 to, or 20 that did it. And, and not only that, but they were playing the same video clips, too. And, and again, we talked, this was like 20 different stations and it was word for word, same clip, same everything. Um, so right or left, it was all coming from one place. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely insane. So, so there could be five people being the writer of what you're going to be hearing the whole evening. Right. And, and remember, ultimately, like you said, you're watching a TV show. That's, that's what the news is. So, uh, so real quickly in the chat, I see uh, Megan. Uh, she writes in, depends on what the thing is, though. Civil rights are not up for debate to me. Um, I'm not sure. It says it was posted a minute ago. A lot of the information comes from the AP, the Associated Press. That's why a lot of it is the same. So that's what she says about it. But that still, you would imagine that every single different network would have its own take or its own people on the ground pulling this information. So... So the fact that we do have the Associated Press not necessarily giving giving the uh, the topic, but actually giving the script to everybody, to def you know defeats the purpose to, of having multiple stations. You, so you can watch it on your own time. I think you would find it interesting. Like I had a little of a brain freeze there, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah, so, like the Associated Press should give them the topic and they should do their own footwork on it. Correct. Their own script, find their own videos mm -hmm. of it instead of the Associated Press going, hey, here's the videos. Here's the script. Read it word for word, or you know, because you're saying you, they should fact check it. Yeah, they should. <laughs> no, not even fact check. Like, well, they should fact check, obviously. But the Associated Press should give you a topic, and you should go do your own journalism on it instead of the Associated Press doing all the journalism and then just standing behind a camera reading off of a teleprompter. Yeah, she yeah, said they lazy journalism. They largely yeah. don't. She went to journalism school, so basically that that's what happens. So it comes down from the top. And then, especially breaking news. Ah, so that's when they touch the earwig and they go, oh, we have this breaking news. And it's the same thing. Yeah. It, you know, so, I mean, it's good for people to have the awareness that we are fed a narrative. Now, whether you agree with that narrative or not is, is you know, or whether you trust the narrative. We are getting a narrative. Like we spoke before. I would imagine we all agree. We're getting opinion pieces. Yes. Yeah. Most and like I learned, like I learned from Morocco, trust nothing, question everything. Right. That's right. If anything <laughs> has been taken away from him being on the show so much, it's trust nothing, question everything. <laughs> Didn't we say that on like one of the first Camarillas? When we said like people should really open up their minds and really just question everything and, and research everything themselves? Well, it's true. Uh, you know, and again, I go back to what I said earlier. I have been reading all of this stuff for 20 years. Chris, you know that. Possibly mm. 25 years. You know? So so to witness these things one by one by one actually happen in reality. You know? And that, that's not a good feeling either. 
because that only increases the paranoia when you're watching it happen and you're like, oh, wow. So the news agencies have been wrong for 15 years, but yet lunatics like Alex Jones and others may have actually given a nugget of information that would have been great if we discovered it back then. Now, again, that does not make every single thing that comes out of that whack job's mouth correct in any way. But he uh, certainly he gets things wrong. Of course. But he had Epstein right. And that's a big one. You know, that sounded like one of the most outlandish stories. No one could even imagine, no matter how much money somebody has, that somebody's living like an evil James Bond. And he was. That's the absolute insane, you know, point of the whole thing. And then the fact that we're not covering that now. You know? Yeah. No, it's become unpopular. And then also with stuff like this, another another reason that you should really be paranoid is because it's you can find instances of where this has happened and something that's it's supposed to be like comedy. It's supposed to be entertainment. It's not supposed to be like news. It's not supposed to be informational. You can take the Simpsons. Like, do you know how many how many different events they have predicted so far that have actually happened? And why why wouldn't people look further into that? You should be a little bit paranoid about that when a TV show that's literally just trying to be funny is, is stuff that they have said is literally happening. Yes, I, I remember they they specifically had that thing of Trump going down the escalator. And that's exactly what they put on the news one day, mm -hmm. was that yep. exact scene. Now, do they do that for every president? Could that have actually been by accident? I don't think they do it for every president. I know they've done it for a couple of different things, but it, it it's super specific on what they do. Like That they, had to like, have been, was that the, the White House escalator? Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but even when it comes to Trump in general, they predicted that Trump was going to be president, and look what happened. And that was years before he even said he was going to run. Years ago. But I mean, he's, he's run multiple times. In the but past. they've had it photo perfect. They had yeah. it seen perfect. He was on the, which is why I'm asking if it was a White House escalator, because if it is, then that means a lot of presidents at some point or another walk down that escalator and they wave hello to the press. Yeah. You know, it's like the press room is always the same press room. It doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know if they switch them around, but they have the same people working at the White House, the same organizers. It's always going to look the same. They're in the same press room. So if it, there's an, it, sh it should almost make you be paranoid about the fact that your government almost seems scripted. Yeah. No, no I, certainly. It, it would definitely seem like that. And a lot of things that are happening right now, which somebody just pointed out to me and messaged me, they wrote the New World Order card game predicted even more than The Simpsons. Now, the New World Order was a theory that came out of conspiracy areas 40 years ago. You know, you were going to say the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> I rooted them on. I don't know about the real one, but I, I rooted Hulk Hogan on for, for first. But, you know, uh, and, and the egregious part, like I said, another another part of it is that people are policing people. And I think it's turning into a very, very dangerous situation. You know. What do you guys think? No, yeah, people are people. You can't you can't say anything in front of anybody else. Like you have, like if you have a difference of opinion. So recently at work, um, you know, uh, I work in Manhattan, so everyone's really liberal. Uh, I'm very liberal to an extent, um, but uh, one guy was saying how, and I was overhearing the conversation how. Uh, Donald Trump has been terrible for coronavirus and, and he's done nothing and 
and da, ba, 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 ba. and I was just like, well, that, I just looked at it. I was like, well, that's debatable. And they were like, well, what are you talking about? I'm like, we got everything we, we wanted from Donald Trump. We asked for a fucking boat with a thousand beds. We got it. We, we wanted the Javits Center set up with another thousand beds. We got it. He sent the, the, the Army Corps of Engineers here. And I mean, there was really no delay. It took the boat about a week to get here. The Army Corps of Engineers, uh, uh, five days, and they set up the Javits Center. We got all these, uh, 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 the breathing machines, whatever the fuck they're called. Um, we got everything we asked for. So, you know, his response to, especially to New York, we were like the first, again, ground zero for this fucking thing exploding on us, right? So, uh, you know, and then, the, and, and of course, that that raised red flags because I said that, and everyone just kind of dismissed me. I'm like, but, you know, you think, well, I could think the guy's a dick, but, you know, call a spade a spade. You know, I'm, I'm not afraid to... to to, you know, stand up for somebody when I think something's fucked up, you know? Yeah. And then, like you said, yeah, he did go through with anything that we asked for. We, he, he made it happen. Obviously it's going to take time to make something like that happen. That's a large, that's a large organization that has to work through to be able to make something happen. But it, at the same time, they're saying he hasn't really done much for coronavirus. But if you look at it, a lot of the people in the United States haven't done much for it either. They're still going out and living their normal lives, acting like it doesn't exist. There's a lot of people that don't even care about it. So how can you expect everything to be okay? Like, what do you expect him to do? Go door to door and lock people inside? Yeah, yeah. Especially in this country, that's going to be, again, because we spoke before, there's a gigantic gigantic amount of the population that is beyond uh guns everywhere <laughs> so that's uh, a really hard population to contain if they don't want to go in their house by the way the number on that is 40 percent of the united states owns guns at 393 million gun owners in the united states how many 393 million own at least one gun if not more so 40 percent of the united states is is armed and most of the people that i've met that are armed have numerous and the biggest thing is that's only what the legally obtained ones. Anything that was illegally obtained, they obviously can't count. I thought the United States only had about 400 million people. I literally, I looked up the number and it was 393 million and it said about 40%. Most of the U.S., if you go by land. Oh, 40% of 393. Most of it, it's legal. And in, and in most of America, hunting is legal as well. So, well, I can't say most, but most states have hunting. In them, including New York State, but it's it's only the major yeah. cities, which I I understand. Now I live outside of the city, and uh, so I completely understand being armed. If I was to go back to the city, I completely understand not having a firearm, because people live on top of each other. You live in apartment buildings. You live down blocks. You make one mistake with that weapon, you, you could hurt numerous people. There's no reason, and it's got its own police force. So it doesn't necessarily make as much sense. But when you go out to rural America and things like that, you're going miles and miles and miles away from each home. You can't just scream out for help. You can't do anything. And a lot of the times the police departments are a lot smaller. So I kind of understand that. Um, there was a comment here that Megan put down that I wanted to uh, bring to you guys. So she said in response to Trump, but his words have a lot of power, though, calling it a hoax, admitting, admittingly downplaying it. A quarter of a million people died and his nonsense didn't help. Yeah, no one's arguing that his again, I said earlier that he's got foot and mouth syndrome, but his response to New York 
they were specifically referencing his response to New York. And, uh, you know, I just I, I, I had to call them out on it. And I also want to point this out. You can. And yes, Trump shouldn't have said some of the stuff he said. Obviously, he's not perfect. He is a human just like all the rest of us. We all make mistakes. We all do dumb shit. Um, he's also the head of something that he literally signs papers. He's a figurehead. It's 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 the rest of the government that actually pushes things through. So it's not just him that dropped the ball. Everyone dropped the ball. Well, I think what, what she's saying is that his wording influences people to not agree with the, the laws that they were putting in place. I think that's what she's saying, because she's saying words have power, and he called it a hoax. Yeah, absolutely, do. and I can agree with that. Now, yeah. yes, I agree with that as well. But I, I would also say from a psychological standpoint that humans don't want to be told what to do. And we see that with, with people when they're growing, especially when they're teenagers. They do a lot of stupid shit. The second the parent says, don't do this, the first thing the kid's going to do is go do that. So you're dealing with a population that not only is very proud of the country they come from, but they like to screech the mantra that it's a free country. And then you're not necessarily gonna gonna recommend a shutdown. You're going to tell them you you know lock yourself in your home. And I think you're asking for a lot of trouble because the second it's forced, that's when the problem happens. And you know I I would say for myself, I'll put it right out in the open. I do not agree with the laws being passed. Um, I do not think. I think that this is being. Very, very politicized, very, very quickly. It got politicized from day one, and I think they're reaching on it. With that said, anytime I go out, I put the mask on. I do not fight with people. I do not argue people that it should be off. I'm not telling anybody watching this show that's going to be watching it that you shouldn't do it. I wouldn't want to be responsible for somebody getting sick. So, you know, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what it is. But I would say that, you know... Out of respect, I'll do it. But to a lot of other human beings, if you tell them what to do, they're going to do the exact opposite. Yeah. And my take on the whole mask thing, like, yes, I'll wear it personally. And my biggest thing is I, I'm not going to debate you on it. You can do what you want. Obviously, you're a free person. You, you, you make your own choices. But when I looked at it, I, I tried to look at it from a different viewpoint. You're like if you're going to the store. You're walking into a store where there's people stuck behind a cash register that are just trying to live. They're trying to keep a roof above their heads. They're trying to keep a car. They are trying to support their lifestyle or their family. Why put them at risk because they are doing something they are required to do to have everything that you do as a consumer when right. you could just put on a mask and everybody, it, it, it may not help. It may help. I don't know. But it was it was recommended that I do so. So I'm going to do it just because I would feel bad if I caused someone else to lose something that they have worked hard or worked most of their life for. Correct. Right, just be fucking courteous. I mean, you know, me wearing the mask doesn't protect me from you. It's you wearing the mask that protects me from you. Right. So yeah. like I know as I'm walking, you know, I wear my mask. I'm sure, I look like a fucking doofus with that thing on. But as I'm walking down the street, I see people walking towards me without the mask on and they put it on within five feet of walking distance from me. Not not thinking to themselves, well, the air I just, you know, behind me of my, you know, my previous footsteps is still out in the open. And now I got to walk through it. Where Chris you know? just got crop dusted by Corona. Right. Crop exactly. dusted by... <laughs> 
It's it's like it's it basically comes down to have some human decency and some common sense. Exactly. Just wear the fucking thing. If you're not doing it for yourself, at least do it for other people. So exactly. I want to also throw in in the chat. Marie said, uh, yeah. And with all the buyback shit they're talking about, takes it out of law abiding citizens hands and leaves it in the hands of the criminals. Uh, she's saying that when we were talking about the gun numbers and um, what people own. And uh, I agree with that. I, I am. I, I firmly believe that people should be able to defend themselves. Again, I agree with why a city would not allow it, because to a certain extent, coming from New York City, their police yeah, department's gigantic. I have, I have a different view on that, Lou, because a few months ago, when, when everybody was just shitting on the cops here in the city, uh, me and Christina really felt like we needed a firearm at that point, because people were just out of control. There was all kinds of shit going on. No one wanted to leave their house or their apartment. Um, and uh, this city has 9 million people. We have 35,000 cops. What's the numbers on that? You know, what if everyone decided to say, fuck the cops? You know, I mean, what if the whole city decided that? They they would have no shot in controlling the city. No shot. And, you know, to, to a certain extent, I... I I agree with you. Um, you know, I'm just saying that from the perspective, let's say that they're not defunding or they're not cutting down on the police and there is a police force. I do understand why a congested city wouldn't have them because it does present more dangers than it right, does. Same reason for fireworks. People have them, right? Criminals have them. Yes. Not, I've argued that forever. Citizens. Right. And they'll never I abide. I a raft and a fucking motor because I'm right by the water. I would just, I would just fucking raft all the way into Jersey. Not like Jersey is fucking pleasant, but raft into Jersey. Oh God! Nobody wants my- to go to New Jersey. Stop it! Right? But how do you, how <laughs> do you get out of New York without, without driving? We are supposed to be a responsible bunch of people doing a broadcast that is supposed to tell people responsible things. And he's just rafting. To you New understand? Jersey. I'm rafting. Don't to New go Jersey. to New Jersey. <laughs> Do wow. not go to New Jersey for any reason. It's terrible there. For so any reason. And uh, <laughs> I just want, I, I'm just picturing Chris in like a pedal boat, just headed to New Jersey. <laughs> Yo, I so would do that. Take the battery out of my car, hook it up to the to the little electric motor. I'm we're, we're good to go. And I also want to want to throw in in response to the talk about Trump's response to um, to COVID. Marie also wrote in the chat. I think he was trying not to make people panic. Panic doesn't make what he said okay, but when he stopped people from coming into China in the beginning of the whole thing, he was also called a racist. Yes, and that does go into what we were talking about with the media earlier, that they they don't credit him with stopping it, with stopping it, but they do bring up his, his stupid, bullish words. I, I think most people would agree that he's an asshole, and I think a lot of people do like the fact that he's an asshole. Um, I think the fact some that he's people, an asshole humanizes him. It does. Right. Um. And I think, I mean, I mean, 90, look, 90% of the government are fucking morons. I think most people would agree on that. 90 to 95% agree that the people that are in the government are fucking morons. Um, The reason that is, I don't know, but he definitely, right? What was that? They're well packaged, right? They're morons, but they they look the part. They talk the part. Well, they have they people that write their speeches. They have yeah, hairdressers. Yeah. But, that, but that's why he stands out is because he doesn't and right. he refuses to. 
But unfortunately also, and, and this goes for in life as well, you can do a hundred things right and one thing wrong and everybody's going to focus on the one wrong thing you did. That's not always the case. There are some people that can't do wrong to the media. And then there are other people that can't do anything right. You know, it, it depends on whether that person's being blocked for whatever reason or, or they're not, you know. Um, in, in Trump's case, I, I don't think they'll ever say a decent thing. And, and you know, as far as the speeches... Sure, it's understandable. You know, he's the one person representing the country to the entire world. And to speak like that in front of the entire world is kind of rough. Oh, no, it's not kind of rough. It's, it's rough. <laughs> yes. And, and I've heard many, many, many supporters turn around and say they, they wish he would kill his Twitter because it, it's a little ridiculous. You know, I've but said that I've said that many times watching it. He'll say something good. I'm like, oh, there we go. And then he'll say something two seconds later before I'm, I'm even done my sentence. I'm like, ah, oh, and there it goes. But at the same time, I feel as though we've created society that really creates a fake precedent for things like this to happen. Like, and, and uh, Chris, you remember um, 20 years ago, I used to complain about all these idiots that throw the monkey suit on and then they go to work. And because they were shaving that day and they don't have an earring and they got the suit on, they get the job, they're, they're doing a great job. And people who just drift through life because they're good looking and they're constantly 10 pounds of makeup, we've started to kind of, you know, vault up fakeness. And a lot of people, the joke is you fail your way up the ladder. A lot of people just turn around and they, they propel how fake somebody is. You know, say the right words, walk the right way, shave. Because if you're unshaven, that says so many bad things about you. You're lazy, you're this, you're that, you're this. So as long as anybody does all of these things, make sure your nails aren't sharp. You know, make sure you got eyeshadow on. Don't show bags under your eyes. Do your hair. Did you get a haircut yesterday? All right, you got it this morning. As long as you do those things, you're a perfect citizen. And I feel well, as though... We've started pushing that in society, the societal norm, a little too much. And that kind of goes back. That kind of goes with an old saying: like, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. Unfortunately, people have another side that you don't see. Yeah, yeah, that's that's going along with exactly what my point is. You know, we've we've created and we trained people to believe that if you see that person who's nice and clean cut and looks like a good kid, he's a good kid, and then you end up finding out he's a drug dealer. And that's what's happening across the board. You know, people get promotions and jobs because of because tall, good looking, and the tie is beautiful. You know, they made the joke in American Psycho how he was uh, the egg white business card. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's true. Yeah. We, we've Well, that's just like I go to work and I'm told to look professional and I have to look professional at work. But then I come home and I take my long sleeve work shirt off and I have tattoos all over the place. Like you're a different person outside of your... Your work environment. You are. Yeah. So now. You have to talk differently. Like, I don't know. Lou calls me at work sometimes. And I I think my accent changes when I'm at work. Like, I don't. Oh, I 100% have a customer service voice. Right. I was working at a place that didn't want me to answer the phone because they said my accent made me sound stupid. <laughs> Could you imagine that? <laughs> Could you fucking imagine that? Like, I, I'm not cursing. I'm not doing anything else, but I can't even sound like I'm from New York. It was unbelievable. My accent made that much of a difference. Where if I didn't have an accent, and I don't even know how to shut it off. If I didn't have an accent, I must sound a lot more educated than I do with uh, it. It's, 
still there. Pretty nice. Yeah, there. it's still heavy. there. See, yeah. so I'm fucked in life. That's it. You just sound like a monotone New York now. That's it. I'll never make it up the fucking the the the, la- the political ladder. I'll never make it up to the CEO board because I sound like a New Yorker. See, well, if you're looking to move, McDonald's down the road for me is hiring. Oh hey, shit! In six you years, could, you can be making you like fries with an that? hour. You could exactly. go fuck yourself, Mark. You, so, might even, you might even get some tips with that accent because they might feel bad for you. So yes, me. And, and Megan did say that's why it's called politics. Diplomacy is a thing. Yes. And uh, I think all of us agreed on that. There, there, are, there are certain things that could have been done that, you know, weren't done. They weren't afforded. So now Tom comes in and says, is Fox not the media? Media says plenty of nice things. The biggest media channel there is. OK, so in response to that, Tom, that's one network. That has one, one or two hosts that have said nice things about one side, but have said egregious things about the other. When was the last time you've ever seen good news on the news? And you could bring up any news network. Tell me about a kid who beat cancer. Tell me about somebody who got out of something instead of getting murdered. Tell me about the biggest car crash that's happened this year and the person survived. When do we hear good news? John Krasinski. Had, what about John uh, Krasinski? He, he had his own little news channel on uh, YouTube. It was uh, oh, here we go. good news. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Oh, what the hell was it called? Some good news. And then he sold it. Never. Fucking eight episodes and he sold it. it. It's constant, constant tension, fear, tension, fear. And, and, and not for anything. If it was if it was to in response to the to the good news about the president remark, I, I mean, Fox isn't always nice about him either. And it's literally, and everybody knows exactly which host this is. There's literally one host Hattie. that, that absolutely- got Trump's DNA all over his face. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's just going and that is, right that is as biased as you can get. Um, and I think most people that are even on the right side would admit that. That is an absolute shill for Trump. Um, but- that does not make up for the 500 other networks that we kind of vo- yeah, validated every earlier. Other network, any comedy show. I mean, it's it's all of them. The After Hours, HBO, it's all of them. They're all they all lean one way. All all social media leans one way. So you talk about Fox News, it's like, oh, okay, thanks. You gave you gave the righties one fucking outlet. Thanks. Yeah, that is kind of rough, but, yeah. you know. And the, yeah. the shitty part is all those news places, like, yeah, good news is great. Everybody would like to hear good news, but it's it's the fear and the suspense and that shitty stuff that keeps drawing people back in. It gives them something to to argue about. It gives them something. They can look at that news outlet that they have um, an opinion that they agree with, and it gives them something to, like, make themselves feel better. Like, that. see, they have the same opinion as me. Whereas the good news, it's like, that's great. but it's confirmation bias. That. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and Megan had written in uh, Brock Turner. And I think she wrote that in when we were discussing um, people being clean cut. So it, you know, convinces others that they're a good person. Or, you know, we, we've, we've turned into a society that I do not believe does the right things for the right reasons. We judge things based off of invalid reasons. And we don't look at certain stuff. Tom also writes, drug dealers aren't bad people. So I would say that if you're talking about somebody who sells weed, I don't consider that a drug dealer. And I actually consider a lot of doctors drug dealers. So that's a very wide, wide, you know, like the street drug dealers didn't start the opioid epidemic. 
that was doctors. Yeah, so you got to look at it from the fact that doctors will literally push something because they get paid to. And it's been proven. You can look in, in the news and you can see where certain companies, certain manufacturers of these pills or these opiates or whatever the, the, the drug may be, will actually pay doctors to push their product over others. But they went to a major college, paid a lot of money and got a license to do it mundane. That makes it a lot better. <laughs> Give them a piece of paper and they're bigger people than everyone else, apparently. Give them a piece of paper and they scribble on it. I think they have their own language, too, because when I read, like, a doctor's note, I don't know how the fuck the pharmacist converts that into well, English. The doctor's notes with the scribbles on it, that's the same thing as a, a street drug dealer having a burner phone. Oh. Can't tie it back to it, but you can't read it. Do that's you think that's stuff. on purpose? Is that is that actually, do you know if that is actually what they're doing? Because I don't know how they decode that. I read it and I'm like, what the fuck does that say? And the Honestly, is like, oh, no, I don't know 24 milligrams. But if you look at it, what is the easiest way to not have something come back to you? Make it look like, or de destroy it. You can't, if you can't read it, you can't say that they did it. But it wouldn't make any sense because you once you receive the drug, you know exactly what it is because it's printed on the paper. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought they had to in some way send it over. Yeah, but who's to say that pharmacist didn't go, oh, he wants this? Well, this pharmacy's getting paid to push this pill, so we're, this is works the same way. We're going to push this instead of what the doctor said. And there's no way to tell because you can't tell what the doctor wrote anyways. Oh, uh, so you're talking about them going hand in hand. So the doctor just writes a note. He has no idea what's going out the door, and then it's up to the Yeah, because unless that doctor has a pharmacy in practice, which – is very rare if you can even find that at all. That's mostly only hospitals. Who says that the pharmacy didn't change what you're getting because they get paid to push something else? Same you, thing as where a doctor gets paid to push something as well. You, you usually get a printout at the end of the visit that tells you everything you're getting from the front desk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I Personally, anytime I've been prescribed something, never really got a printout that said what I was prescribed. I, I did. It was very specific. Like if I would just go to the pharmacy, I could, it, I don't know. It was, pretty well documented yeah so you know, like and, if you go to like city md they, they well give the, you like also the, with the with the digital age and everything a lot of times you don't even see your prescription they send it over it's it's all digital the pharmacy gets it you get your pills you you're getting better you're happy you don't care what they gave you so, so. megan also writes into the um she wrote us a question she said so wait do we think trump has dossiers on all these republicans that bent over and supported his insanity for four years um, so I will preface this with, I do not trust one person in the government at all. If you're talking about maybe somebody's career one, two years in, maybe they started innocent. They had a good intention. Mm. I believe the government is like any other club. You get in, you get hazed. What you get hazed with is going to be used against you. And I think that we learned some of that through Epstein getting caught. And then that got shut down really fast. And I don't trust anybody in the government. Once they get in, many times they don't get out. I don't know about Trump, um, you know, and I'd be the first to admit that even what I'm claiming right now is strictly opinion. But I would say that some of the claims that I make can be considered ed educated opinions because of the things that have actually come to fruition these past few years that have been denied for the past 20. What, what do you guys think about that? No, I mean... I don't know what Trump has on anybody, uh, but I, I agree. You get these politicians; they become they become lifelong politicians, right? Congressmen they serve for fucking life. Senators they serve for life, 
And uh, it's it's not about being a public servant anymore. It's about, well, how much money can we make off lobbyists and 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 fill our forty thousand dollar fucking fridges, right? And build these massive walls around our co- compounds. They don't have homes; they have compounds. You know, that's that's not a public servant. That that that's that's uh, like we're going back to lords and and uh, and uh, dukes, right? It's basically a monarch, right? These fucking people are, are like royalty. Yeah. So, and unfortunately, even if you get that new politician that may be innocent, it's going to happen. It's just like a group in high school. That new politician is going to get in there. He's going to be trying to make friends. He's going to be trying to make allies. They're going to pressure him to do something that he doesn't want to do. But in right. order for him to stay there or fit in, he's going to do it anyways because he wants to be part of that group. It's it, He wants to be part of the good old boys club. It's kind of why I like Tulsi. Because, all right, she got shit on because she didn't vote to impeach Trump. A lot of people liked Tulsi. Yes, but like I like that she had she had Gahanas and she stood her ground. You know, she she stood for what she believed in. Another person I had liked was Max Rote. Uh, Max, what the fuck's his name? Whatever. I didn't vote for him this time. Um, he he stood with. Uh, he's ex-military. Right. And then but then he stood with with the defund the police people. And I'm like, well, you of all people should know. Max Rowe. No, I forgot his name. Max something. Max Rose. There we go. Um, He he should know more than anybody else that defunding the police is one of the stupidest things, especially in in a city like this. You know? Yes. And I actually I I think we've spoken about the whole police thing and I've made like my own opinion that I think that they should raise the standards on somebody becoming an officer and they should raise their pay. So that this way they can actually get people who would go into other sectors they that would consider the job because the pay is worth it instead of getting the people that they get as cops. And don't get me wrong. I know a lot of good people that are good cops, but right. you do get a lot of people that are power hungry. They want to run around with a gun. They want to be able to either protect themselves from something illegal they're involved in or they want to get out of that life. And I think that when a lot of people that are willing to do the education and and jump over the hoops, they're not willing to take that job because it doesn't pay enough for them. And I think if there was more incentive on public safety, like more money put in, which is the opposite of what a lot of people want to do, I think you're incentivizing better people, smarter people, to actually jump the hoops to get into that career. I mean, that makes sense. However, I mean, we know some cops. I know that after after a few years, when they finally hit top pay, they're making six figures. That's, that's, a, that's a very select few. It's not a very select few. That's, that's a lot of them. What position starts at the six figures? I didn't say starts. I said when they hit top pay. And then normal street cops. Hmm? And then normal street cops? Yeah. Because, but that also has got to depend on the area, too. Like, I feel like in a city, you're more likely to get more. For example, like in Florida, if you go to Miami, you're going to make a lot of money, but also your percentage of actually surviving goes down versus mm. you have some of the more rural areas where you're not going to make a lot of money. Yeah, because in Miami, you have a giant police force. The rural areas, you have, you know, six people that are covering, you know, this 18 or 20 square miles of area. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it's just different areas. Go on, Chris. I, I think I think the police officers should get regular training, like maybe three months out of the year. They should get 
some kind of, I'm not saying maybe consecutive three months, but they should get, they should have to go for training. Uh, not, not, not just you're a, you're a cadet for, for three or six months and then, and then you become a cop for 25 years. That doesn't make sense. You know, uh, you're, you're a Marine for four years, six, six months out of those four years is training. Yeah. Look yeah. at the ratio to that. So also, um, Megan just said, nope, Suffolk County cops are ballers. I actually looked it up because this is just yeah, like, Suffolk County, it's some, but that's it's state stuff, police. That's not city. It's also stuff that you can literally look up. It's, it's open. You can see what their pay is. They start salary at 42 grand uh, annually, and then increases incrementally to 111,000 after 12 years of service. Right. But that they're not factoring in overtime. They get a lot of overtime. Well, they get they get a salary though. Who's this? Are you talking about Suffolk County? Or are you talking Suffolk about- County gets a starting oh, salary County. of forty two thousand. So your salary yeah. gradually increases over twelve years. To, in order to hit that six figure mark, you're you've been a cop for eleven or twelve years. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking. First, I don't think there's. I'll be honest. I don't think they're salaried. They have to be hourly employees. No, I just looked it up. Suffolkpd.org literally states that it's $42,000 salary starting and then goes up to 111 after 12 years. Hmm. I can only speak for Florida. I have, I have known a couple um, higher up, higher ranking um, kind of police force uh, people. And yeah, I think they're salary too, at least down here. I can't speak for any other place. I do know. I know New York City cops are not salaried. They are. Well, I would have to uh, verify this as well. But I did get a text message that says police officers who were being recruited. Police officers were being recruited who failed the psych test. I don't know. I would actually have to find a source for that, obviously. And as we spoke before, we would have to trust it to a certain extent. <laughs> um, but yeah, so somebody just messaged me claiming that they were caught recruiting people who failed the psych test. So those are some of the people, I'm sure they're getting in, that are getting weapons and, and policing. So, and I was sent a dailynews.com report. Authority police candidates failing psych test, high rate. So I, I'll that, put that. That actually go through and get hired after that? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's a daily news article. Yeah, I think that's because no one's really trying to be cops. At this point, I don't think there's any incentive. I would never consider well, it. One, the morale for cops is really low. And, uh, I mean, I know a few people in the last couple of years have become cops. They're they're really good people. Um, Lou, we both know one person that we would say is probably one of the nicest people we know. Good natured. Another guy at work who became a cop who's, you know, really the right type of person you want to be a cop and uh, very very well you know, mild mannered. Um, and it's 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 a shame because it is it it should be a re- rewarding job. And uh, right now they're just getting shit on. You think about how many police officers there are in the country, 700,000, right? 800,000 mm-hmm. cops, yeah. you know, and uh, what's the percentage of bad cops, you know? Yeah. It's yes. gotta be a very small percentage. And they also threw in that um, they were good enough to be NYPD, but didn't qualify for the Port Authority due to failed psych exams. So I also make a lot of money. I just also found a forum where these people are. It's a it's a bunch of people that were talking about the failed psych tests. Um, Also, still opinion here, but there is a lot of stuff coming in uh, to it where one person said that he took a psych test and got the call saying he didn't pass. 
and that the captain of the police department actually told him to continue each year because they make you take a year in between the psych tests. You can mm -hmm. retake it and try again and shows where he took it four times before he finally passed and they still let him in. <laughs> and there's like multiple accounts where people were like, yeah, we just tried for three or four years and, and they finally accepted it. We passed the psych test. And at that point, and it also says that the psych test was a computer driven exam that, where they never actually talked to a, another human. They just looked at the answers after the computer collected them. Um, so literally at that point, they could have just learned the psych test and you could, you can learn something like that. There's an algorithm. It's going to ask the same questions after taking it a few times. You're going to know what answers are going right. to pop on the psych test as a fail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you just study those general questions that keep popping yeah. up over and over again. Exactly. And then all you have to do is just keep taking the test until you get the answers right on those. Almost like it's a right or wrong test when it should be more thoroughly examined. Mark, what's uh, what's going on over there? I actually got a message that said, I've never seen Mark so quiet. It's not my show. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, no, no, no. I, I, I think all this is true. But I also think to an extent, I, I still stand by different areas are going to have different salaries. But it's also going to be different things that that district entails. But you're also, I, I agree with Chris on that. I also agree with you, LaRocco. You're also going to be getting... Um, I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. If you are willing to pay more, you're going to get a higher quality. You you get what you pay for. Ultimately. Right. Yes. And that, that's kind of the point I'm trying to make is that you wouldn't have these people that want the gun, want the power, want to be able to hold other people hostage over a fucking parking ticket. You wouldn't be enabling them to to create some of the scenarios that have been created. You know, yeah, you're going to attract that that higher quality uh, candidate. Yes, um, and and I and I think that a lot of those events tend to happen a lot in larger cities because the larger cities are degunned, and they get those people that know when they pull you over, you're practically helpless unless you do something insane, and and then a lot of people end up getting taken advantage of. Whereas a lot of the times, I'm not saying it, it obviously happens all over the U.S. to a certain extent, but it happens a lot less in the country because they know. That something bad can happen as well. Even though they're trained and they probably know that they can kill you very quickly, you could still put up a problem. Does that make sense? Because in the major cities, you really can't do anything. So, and she also, uh, Megan also wrote in, I remember after 9-11, people were like, the good Muslims need to stand up against what just happened. If the good cops stood up against some of these terrible things that, that happened, it would do a lot. Yeah, yeah. So... I think we covered a lot of ground tonight on a lot of different things. Twitch is here. Twitch is here. Um, let's see. I haven't seen Facebook yet, but Twitch is up. Uh, YouTube is up. YouTube is up. And just waiting on Facebook. Wow. It is on Facebook right now. Yes, it? there it goes. I just got the notification from it. And we're good. Everything's wow. back. Wow. It is on Facebook right now. Yep. So we are back on I want to apologize to everyone that's been following tonight. This has been a train wreck and uh, we have not, I have never had a problem with this computer. Maybe it's time to uh, use a different one. I don't know. Next time we'll test it out. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to come back and close out. So we didn't leave. We didn't hit the hang up button. We are getting disconnected for reasons we cannot exactly figure out at the moment, but obviously it'd be a kink. We try and work out for next time. Very similar to last week. And um, 
yeah, to, to close out, I, I just wanted to make um, one point and uh, see what you guys thought of it. Is that, you know, we've, we've discussed a lot of things correlating that a lot of these people in these positions of power, a lot of the rich people, they know each other. They know the same people. They know the circle. Um, and, and, you know, we were comparing it to like a frat house or, or something people would be hazed to get into. A lot of them never seem to get replaced. Like we keep ter- talking about term limits. I mean, there are some people who've gotten elected for 30, 40 years. They seem virtually unremovable. You know, and, and now we've just passed an election that arguably, you know, I understand a lot of people want to completely, without any shadow of a doubt, believe that there's no way anything got tampered with. Um, You know, me personally, anybody who's going to quote unquote be president, if you really did believe in the system, they're only going to be four to eight years. I truly couldn't give a shit outside of, you know, potentially hitting a civil war or something like that, I don't care. I don't care if it's Biden. I don't care if it's Chris Bonica. Well, in fact, I'd like that. Chris, I want you to be president. But I will say that when you do look at a system that looks that bad, you know, it makes you completely lose faith in the system that you are ruled under. There were tremendous, tremendous irregularities. One of the biggest as well was all of the places had a crash at like 2 a.m. And I I don't know, I'd have to go back and take a look at that and make sure that that was accurate. There were a lot of problems. Two places went down because of crashes and at the same exact hour, another place closed down because a pipe burst and another place closed down for a different reason, but they all closed down at 2 a.m. There were some significant irregularities that I believe if we could have afforded four and a half years to look into the last thing, we should be looking into this very much with a microscope, even just to instill a faith to a lot of people that it might be real. Notice the way I phrased that, that it might actually be real. So, you know, and, and always consider the fact that this can be on purpose. The media can be feeding you stories for everybody to turn against themselves. And at that point, you know, uh, people are, are ruining relationships that aren't worth ruining. People aren't listening to to other people's opinions. I, I don't think I've ever, at least my lifetime, I've never seen people be this civilly disoriented toward everybody else. Um, you know... Just think for a moment that some of this could be a show. What What do you guys think about that? Well, okay. Uh, I I uh, said a lot there. I believe that people really just need to open up and stop stop taking everything that they read and see on news and facebook as as gospel and really just do a little bit of their own research um because you really need to read between the lines from what from your sources from what from what you're getting your information from 
Um, and, and I really think, again, people need to also just be kinder to, be kinder to each other, listen to what people have to say instead of just jumping and trounce and trouncing on, on them. Um, and wear your fucking face masks. <laughs> I agree with that. I feel like people should so, show a little bit more human decency and just be fucking people instead of being assholes about everything. People also need to take a step back, whether you're right, left, it doesn't fucking matter. You need to look at both sides and form your own opinion on what the fuck's going on in the country. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Mark? I stand by the, the few opinions I gave. Um, I don't care if it's the news, if it's whatever TV show you watch, it's all a TV show. There, There is an element of entertainment, and, and I've talked to LaRocco about this. I feel like the election, actually, we've said it on my show. I feel like the election, um, even just the stages that it went through was the same stages of a movie plot. Uh, even the news, you're, you're watching a TV show. Yeah. And, and, you know, and a lot of a lot of the reason why I say that is because we've all discussed it. We've all we all feel and even a lot of people that I didn't expect it to come from the past few weeks have been saying, I feel like I'm watching something staged. And that's not to say that the situations are being staged or that what you're actually seeing on the camera isn't real. It's to say that things are being framed a certain way to create a certain type of situation. And. Obviously, whether you believe that divide and conquer is being done by the right or you believe it's being done by the left, I think everybody mutually believes that the government is trying to divide and conquer. And that is that that's the most important part of the entire thing is that it could be being done. And if there is that many crazy things with the election, there is the chance that our vote doesn't mean anything. And at that point, you know, you, you have to think to yourself, why are you going to turn on each other instead of talk about it with each other? It doesn't pay. Because even if the side you feel was right to win, even if they were the ones that got the victory, and, it, and this whole thing was staged, there will come a time that those people will do something you do not agree with or you did not want and you have zero control over it. Absolutely zero. I know one person just today that turned around and they were talking about how bad things were going economically and how they really wanted to get back to work. Um, I made the joke and I said, hey, the person you wanted to win just won. And then I said, guess what? They were talking about a month-long shutdown. And she goes, well, I didn't really, you know, I don't think the government should have that much control. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's going to be a point where these people that you push aren't going to agree with you. And then at that point, your rights have already been been taken away. You, you, you have already submitted yourself. And you've already given them that power. So there's a lot to think about with that type of stuff. And... um. And with that, I would like to thank everybody who followed us uh, around for three separate streams tonight because that sucked. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it sucked on your end. It definitely sucked on my end. Uh, yeah. Being in a frenzy here, hitting a ton of buttons, asking mundane what I'm doing wrong. Um, you know, so and I and I hope to give you guys a better show next time as far as uh, it being fun, it functioning. 
So is there anything you guys like would like to say to close out? No, nah, thanks for having us. It was yeah. good. Yeah, it was fun being on the show. I enjoy all the comments and uh, people's insight. My tech support line's open 24-7. Yeah, <laughs> the mundane Marauder tech, tech line. Night, he outsources. No, you, mm-hmm. can, you can even text me if you if you got to go that way. It's 25 cents a text for a dollar an hour. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so anyways, I want to thank Chris for coming on again. Chris is the Camarilla Cafe. He's He's been here for every episode, and he's going to be here for the future ones. I'd like Bye. to thank Mark from the After Hours show. I'd like to thank Mundane Marauder, also from the After Hours show, and from his own channels. Check him out on Twitch. Check him out on YouTube. Check him out on Pornhub. Um, That's the big one. There we go. We got it now. Mundane Marauder. Um, and, and we're all on it as well. You'll, you'll find the whole, the whole Motley crew here of people on, uh, Mundanes and you'll see three of us on the after hours show. And, uh, with that, thank you, Mundane, for the reminder to everybody, trust nothing, question everything. And, uh, thanks for being here and have a good night. Good night, guys.